0: From beanies to carry bags, and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Today is the 48th anniversary
1: of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald on Lake Superior, the big lake they call Gitche Buckle up america is the edmund fitzgerald western civilization is the edmund fitzgerald the united kingdom australia new zealand europe we're all the the, we're all the edmund fitzgerald will we wreck as the song says the searchers all said they'd have made whitefish bay if they'd put 15 more miles behind her is western civilization a bone to be chewed at the hands of the globalists in the Islamists? Or are we going to be able to put 15 more miles behind us and and make the safety of Whitefish Bay? It'll be interesting to see. A lot is going to be happening over the next year. I predict, and I'm not in the business of prediction because they usually don't come true, but I'm pretty confident this one's going to come true. We're going to see more activity in the last, in the next 12 months than we have in the preceding 36 months a lot of things are coming to a head we've got the trump trials the criminal persecutor jack smith and no he's not the persecutor of criminals he is the criminal <laughs> i should call him the persecutor criminal jack smith went to judge chucan the biased judge chucan and said make trump stop calling me names and, and, and please don't put it on tv yeah well wonder why jackie doesn't want it on tv because then everybody's going to see that this is nothing more than a soviet show trial and they also don't want a wide audience to see the evidence that donald trump is going to bring because not only is he going to be providing evidence that he was entitled to all of those papers that he had at mar-a-lago He's going to be providing all the evidence about the stolen election in Georgia. Keep your eyes on Georgia. It's all coming out. Stacey Abrams, the organization she founded to stop voting fraud. Yeah, guess what? It's being investigated for financial irregularities. Imagine that. Everything the left has done is going to or is already boomeranging on them. I don't think it's the ship of state that's going to sink. I think it's going to be these leftists that are trying to tear down our republic and make no mistake. They are trying to tear down our republic. They're attacking our children in government schools. They're attacking small businesses. They did it. COVID-19 represented the largest in human history. Wealth transfer from poor and middle-class people to upper-class people the largest wealth transfer upward in American history worse even than the Middle Ages which were organized as a fiefdom where everybody worked for the Royals nope this was worse it's coming to bite him in the butt Donald Trump is now winning 53 to 47% against black men. Did you see him go into Madison Square Garden on Saturday at UFC 295 I think it was or 495 one of the one of the big UFCs. They're getting up there. The president walked in with Dana White, the CEO of UFC. And behind him along with Kid Rock, the three of them walked in. It was Dana White Donald Trump and Kid Rock. And then immediately behind them, it was Tucker Carlson and Don Jr. And Tucker and Don were, you know, talking and laughing with each other. They must have said, I, I guarantee you it was something like, hey, Don, do you remember when Joe Biden walked into a UFC fight in the entire arena, went crazy and started chanting his name? And then doing his famous Tucker cackle, (laughs) because Don just broke up. I guarantee you it was something like that. Joe Biden, if he walked in, not only would they have not have been chanting, well, they might have been chanting his name, (laughs) but I think there would be another word that they'd be chanting before it. And it rhymes with, let's go, Brandon. Trump is wildly popular among most Americans so they don't want you to know that which is why they want to keep the trial off tv but trump is winning 53 to 47 percent against joe biden head-to-head among black men so what does the government do well to keep you from knowing information they're going to censor you any way possible dinesh d'souza's new documentary police state how do you tell us that you're we're a police state without using the words we're a police state United States Treasury seized the payment to the Documentary's ad agency for the media buy for ads for police state. You can't make this up. The federal government seized money that was going to be used to advertise a movie that calls the federal government a police state. Like I said, tell me you're a police state without saying I'm a police state. It's got to end and I think it's going to end soon but this next year is going to be incredibly tumultuous I'm Timothy Shea this is The Reckoning the inaugural conference of Australians for science and freedom brings together thinkers and community leaders to share learnings formulate plans and help establish new and emerging networks and organizations to restore a thriving Australian society founded on science and freedom Join the exciting lineup of health professionals, scientists, economists, lawyers, journalists, and community leaders to discuss a range of hot topics, including healthcare policy, democracy and human rights, education, the media, and the role of grassroots organizations. The Australians for Science and Freedom Conference will be held at the University of New South Wales, High Street, Kensington, New South Wales, from 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday, 18th, November, and 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the 19th. Plus, TNT Radio will be broadcasting live from the conference. Tickets available now at scienceandfreedom.org.
0: Your trusted news source. Please stick to the facts. This is today's News Talk Radio.
1: TNT. Families of the more than 100 veterans who died at the New York State Veterans Home in Queens, in what they describe as, quote, one of the worst COVID outbreaks in the state, are now suing the state-run facility for negligence. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer, Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks,
2: Timothy. Uh, the suit was filed on November 4th in federal court, and it alleges that the state veterans home, uh, this is in Queens, did not follow COVID protocols and violated residents' 14th Amendment right to, quote, conditions of reasonable care and safety by failing to, quote, implement basic infection control protocols and provide adequate medical care to the state veterans' homes residents, end quote. The complaint, which was first reported by the Daily Mail, also claims families of the residents were not even made aware that their relatives contracted the virus until after they had died. The lawsuit reads in part, quote, this class action lawsuit, this class action is brought because defendant NYS-VH patently grossly failed to be a steward of the well-being of our nation's and state's veterans by failing to timely act to protect their veterans slash residents from exposure to a deadly covid 19 outbreak in their facility end quote it goes on to allege that the nursing homes quote actions and inactions including their delayed response to properly monitor staff, students, companions, aides, and visitors to their facility, precipitated one of the worst COVID-19 outbreaks in the state of New York. It is utterly shameful how the Democrats, who owed a duty of care to our states and nation's veterans, dragged their feet and left our vulnerable heroes at the mercy of the deadly Virus. End quote. The federal lawsuit notes that the state veterans home was the subject of eighty-seven complaints and was cited for sixteen violations of public and safety health codes between two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty-three. Prior to the pandemic, the facility was cited for failing to quote provide and implement an infection prevention and control program and not ensuring that proper hand hygiene practices were performed during tracheostomy care, end quote, and for failing to, quote, assess their residents when there are significant changes in condition, end quote. Uh, That's according to the lawsuit. It also cites news stories from 2020 when several employees at the facility said medical care was compromised because so many workers called out sick, one such employee said quote if you're unable to take care of those residents that have it and you don't have the staff then you should let them go elsewhere and let the state know you can't do it end quote uh the staff member went on and told the city quote what the facility administrator is afraid of is if we let these people go they'll shut us down end quote uh the the, the outlet, that's a media site the city they reported on may 5th 2020 that bodies were being held in the facility's poplar unit and staffers there were assigned to float among the remaining units, which may have caused the virus to spread. It also reported that COVID-19 positive patients were not moved out of rooms that they shared with residents who were believed to be virus-free. One employee said at the time, quote, they left them in the room with the ones that were not positive because their thought was, well, they're all going to get it anyway, end quote. Wow. Another added quote, there was just no effort to try to even maintain any kind of minimizing transmission or anything. Nobody took it seriously, end quote. Well, it's pretty strong allegations, Timothy. So uh, I guess uh, we've got, well, it's over a hundred of our our heroes, veterans we're talking about here. Uh, So their families, um, so terrible. Uh, lost Adam, this is uh, just been avoided. This is,
1: yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We lost 15,000 elderly people here in New York State, 15,000. Because even worse than leaving sick people in a room that they shared with a person that wasn't sick, Governor, then Governor Andrew Cuomo, our third governor in a row to have to resign in disgrace, actively put COVID 19 patients into nursing homes. It was like the old days when we had chicken pox parties right my brother and sister and i were sent over to the anderson's to play so that we'd get chicken pox and that's how we handled chicken pox back in the day we didn't need a vaccine we just got chicken pox and now you're you know you're not going to have chicken pox again you might get shingles later on but oh we'll come up with a shingles vaccine too but oh guess what the only people i know adam that have had shingles the ones that got the shingles vaccine so yeah none of us that are smart who had Chicken pox are getting the shingles vaccine. It's, I say it's the tip of the iceberg. It's really the first ripple of what's going to be a tsunami. Even the Justice Department knows that this is coming. Miranda Devine reports in the New York Post that the DOJ is advertising for eight new attorneys to cover vaccine injury cases. That's an actual help wanted ad that the DOJ has put in for eight new attorneys to defend the federal government in vaccine injury cases. The office is currently expanding to address workload created by an increase in cases filed under the Vaccine Act. So it was posted on LinkedIn. It was posted on the federal jobs boards. They know this is coming. They know this is coming. And you know what? It needs to come. Money will never replace the people that were murdered either murdered by putting them, putting sick people into nursing homes, murdered by putting them on remdesivir and ventilators and respiratory system suppressants, like Brooke McGowan's father, like David Francis's mother and father, like so many hundreds of thousands of others, like uh, Brenda, uh, who we had uh, her husband and daughter, uh, Don and Kara, on last week. She was murdered in hospital. So between not taking care of our elderly and actively murdering people, at best, at best, Adam, through medical negligence, but there's a darker side to this. I have a friend whose daughter was a senior in high school in 2019. So this is pre-COVID, right? And in her geography class, they were studying Italy. And they were studying Italy's population. Italy has a very interesting population curve. There is a peak of young people. And there is a peak of elderly people. And there's no one in the middle. Anyone of working age that has anything going on for themselves whatsoever is not in Italy. They're working in Germany. They're working in the United Kingdom. They're working elsewhere. Because there's no economic opportunity in Italy. And Italy has one of the most generous social safety nets in the EU, which means one of the most generous generous in the world. It's even more generous than ours here. But who's paying for it? All the working age people aren't in Italy. And my friend's daughter concluded, she asked the question, how is Italy going to avoid national bankruptcy? with all these elderly people being cared for by the state and no workers to pay into the system. and the answer course, which none of the other students wanted to say, and so she had to say it, she said, they need a massive die off. This was just months before COVID hit. And who were the first people that we saw negligently treated? The people who, as it turns out, were most susceptible to this virus, people over 70, People with more than two comorbidities. People, Adam, that the left sees as useless eaters. How to balance your budget? Get rid of the people that are consuming all the resources. I think these lawsuits are going to come in a deluge, and they need to.
2: Yeah. And I, uh, and you know, you know, I'd heard a, an interesting, I don't know if it's necessarily a fact, but uh, it was at least a trope that I've heard a number of times from certain circles that the uh, leading cause of death in the United States of America is its failing healthcare system. Uh, you mix in big pharma, and bam, there you have it.
1: There you have it. Thanks for a great story. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio.
0: TNT Radio's David McBride and Dr. Robert Brennan.
3: You were an embedded journalist. Now, that was a term that came out of the Pentagon circa something like 2001, 2002. And the psychoanalyst in me thinks that there's a close proximity of that and being in bed with, you know, embedded and in bed with. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think uh, the military is pretty transparent that when they uh, embed journalists and the Australian military, of course, when they're migrating information to the public and, and to journalists. They call them information operations. You know, it, it, it is part of the sort of strategic push. The Australian military is not going to send a journalist unless they think that they are going to get coverage that will in some way be useful to them, I think. Now, that's not necessarily the ideal way of doing it. I think the, I think the Americans have, have actually probably been a little bit better with this over the global war on terror period. But the embedded experience that I had was I had a very dim view of the Iraq invasion. And so, you know, I went to iraq as someone who was deeply skeptical of, of australia's involvement in the war in iraq and then i came back and the truth of the matter was that i had to write a story reflecting what i'd seen which was that it probably was a good thing that the australians were doing there and the soldiers were happy to do it as well
0: mcbride and brennan with david mcbride and dr robert brennan on today's news talk radio tnt
3: take us back in time and who was mike flynn he was the national security advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama
0: only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion
3: to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son. And yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far-left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism, but the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. Yeah. multiple hearings on different agencies
0: that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did. To arrest me, and Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do, and now I need some ideas about how to execute this.
3: these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C.
0: When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit. At salemnow.com. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Chuck Kordick has been
1: deeply involved with Ohio GOP politics for over 40 years. A former ROTC midshipman Ohio State University. He's a native ohioan who has lived all over the midwest as well as the northeast he resides in columbus ohio and is a regular contributor to the reckoning with his flyover state report welcome back to the reckoning chuck kordak
4: bimbo i'm absolutely honored to be here with you and it's actually our very first zoom call
1: this is this is our first zoom call I said in my opening tonight that I think that the next 12 months are going to be a lot more impactful. There's going to be a lot more going on over the coming year than in the preceding three years. I think we're starting to see that. We're certainly seeing that out in Ohio, aren't we?
4: Yeah, Tibbo, we really are. And it's really, it's kind of like they're they're probing the lines and they've been doing it for years, but they're really probing the lines you know, with what's happening in Ohio, which is basically a purple state. You know, they all try to think they're comfortable. It's a red state. And just the recent election uh in Ohio, Ohio voted on issue one abortion rights measure, and supporters outraged opponents from out of state money flowing in Ohio. And we the conservatives lost it, you know, as uh Vivek said it, we're the party of losers. We didn't support this. And we lost issue one and issue two, which was the marijuana uh ruling.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically Ohioans want to get stoned and make babies and then kill them. I mean, that's what it comes down to. The issue one was was frustrating because first of all, the way it was drafted, people didn't know what the hell it was saying. Okay? And what is now enshrined in the Ohio state oh, the state of Ohio constitution is now a constitutional right is birth date abortion, meaning abortion up until the baby is born. And it can be as young as 10 years old. There's no age restriction on it. And children can get abortions without their parents being informed. And that's now constitutional right in the state of Ohio. How the Republic, you know, David Webb always says, if you can't sell freedom, you suck, right? If you can't sell life, you suck. And guess what? The Republicans suck. The vague is exactly Correct.
4: It goes all the way back to August when they had that special vote to to have yeah. this happen. You know, the Republicans did nothing. They're feckless. The messaging was terrible. You know, and it was, they were testing, they're probing us for the 2024 election.
1: Yeah. Where was Rana's money? Rana needs to resign. Explain for people that don't have a military background what probing the lines means.
4: Probing lines is uh, you look at where your weakest points are. You know, like back in the days when they had forts and they, the enemies would look at it and survey it and they would probe the lines. And, you know, during the Vietnam War, they would go out and probe the lines to see where the weakest points were. And that's where they would attack. Or they would say they would attack at the weakest lines and maybe make a fake attack to that area so that they could go from either the strongest lines or the weakest lines and pull all those people. Then they're like, a, you know, basically behind your lines the old thing from uh platoon we've got zips in right. the wire
1: yeah zips in on the wire and that's look we've got them in the Catholic Church the Catholic Church was infiltrated by communists in the 1930s it's well documented uh Dr Taylor Marshall's written an amazing book called infiltration that that talks about it but we've had others that were actually part of it Bella Dodd was a co- communist who infiltrated the Vatican and and she Changed course in the 1950s. She saw the light. She saw that what she'd done was evil, and she blew the whistle on it. And people can look up Bella Dodd and and see what's going on. But now we've got a situation where we've got Frankie Twofingers there, who I believe is an illegitimate pope. And he's the pope, but I don't believe he's legitimate. Just like Joe Biden is the president, I don't believe he's legitimate. And he's getting rid of traditional Latin Mass. He's getting rid of all traditional bishops. Bishop Strickland in Tyler, Texas was just relieved of his uh, episcopate. It's bad, and it's global. It's not one thing. It's everything, and it's not it, one it, place. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere all at once.
4: Timothy, it's all over the place. We're seeing it with a, with an issue I'm going with. Uh, I zoning. It's right next door. My son down at St. Leo is saying they're infiltrating it. You know, we always kind of joke that somebody who says when you do the sign of the cross, you can always tell who the FBI agent because he does it backwards like this. So yeah, can upside see down and it. backwards is the Fed,
1: right? Exactly. Yes. But no, I think about that though, Chuck. We had today the United States Treasury seizing a payment, an online payment from the producers of Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary, "Police State." to the ad agency that was going to run ads for police state. Tell me you're a police state without telling me you're a police state, right? Literally seizing a, a, a lawful payment from a lawful company to another lawful company in payment of a lawful service and Treasury seized the payment. We've got FBI agents going to traditional Latin masses and writing down license plates out in the parking lot we've got fbi in full battle rattle camo going around single file on a garage like they're going through fallujah looking for a january 6 protester in new jersey two and a half almost three years after january 6 2021. we are absolutely in a police state we've absolutely been infiltrated at the highest levels of our government and if the republican party doesn't wake up soon i fear for our constitutional Republic
4: tip I'm telling you it's going to happen again you know, we were with Corey Lewandowski a number of years ago back in uh, 2020. you know we do the cigar dinner for the Ohio Republican Party we right. provide the cigars and they're all sitting there oh it's going to be a red wave and you know 2020 everything's going to happen and I said you know the problem is you people will go out and do what I do I do sales for a living and I talk to people It's not going to be a red wave. Ohio will win, but the other states, we're going to have a lot of issues. This is a battle. And I said, do you really think they're going to make it this easy? And they hate it when I come to the events because I'm like throwing a wet towel on them saying you need to wake up and you need to get out to work. You know, you have to, like my one son said, you know, you want to earn those oysters, Dad? You want to earn that steak? you got to go out and work for it. You know, you've got to go out and do this. These people don't want to do it. They literally don't want to do the work that the Democrats are doing. And they tested the machine over this past summer, Timbo. In August, they just tested it again. We're going to have real issues.
1: And uh, look, I give the Democrats a lot of credit. They outwork the Republicans like you wouldn't believe. And people still on the right don't understand what community organizing is and what it means and how to do it. You're listening to the reckoning on tnt radio welcome
0: welcome, welcome. coming up important news tnt radio news and that's the truth
1: for tnt radio news this is james o'neill home secretary suella braverman has been sacked by prime minister rishi sunak after she criticized the police's handling of recent pro-palestinian protests in a newspaper article which downing street had not authorized Japan led an annual multinational naval exercise and include the Philippines as an observer for the first time as Filipino coast guard vessels are increasingly harassed by
2: China in the disputed South China Sea.
0: Do you have an upcoming community event, rally, march, festival or fundraiser that could do with some free publicity? TNT Radio wants to promote it for you. Simply visit the What's on Events Calendar on the TNT Radio website and submit your event details and we'll get the word out, helping you make a difference on TNT Radio. Chuck, I love my country. I'm not so crazy about the government. Likewise,
1: I love college sports, but I'm not crazy at all about NCAA. Roy Williams at University of North Carolina, head basketball coach, had his players taking phantom classes that existed nowhere except on his players' transcripts, no penalty. Jimmy Bayheim. We had a center who was Brazilian. English was not his second language. It was his third language. And a secretary helped him write a term paper. They took a hundred games away from Jimmy, which is an absolute outrage. They're doing it now to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, aren't they? Uh, Timbo, they
4: absolutely are. You know, and we've been talking about this for the past year. Immediately when Jim ba- Harbaugh came out and said he was pro-choice. Pro-life. Within, pro I'm sorry. Pro pro pro-life. Sorry, Timbo, um, little, say a little prayer. Same thing, but
1: completely different. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. So when he came out as pro-life within a few minutes, they started slamming him on Twitter, on all the, on all the platforms going after him, all because he came out pro-life. But on the other side too, you know, he, uh, had, uh, Kaepernick come to one of his camps. So you and I both discussed, you know, he's he's just an old school, you know, Kennedy type Democrat, but he is very pro-life. And he came out for it and they will not let it go at all. They have been on him. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I know a lot of these players. You know, I know Clark Kellogg. He was on a board with me in my kids' high school. I know Archie, same thing. Archie Griffin, the the two-time Heisman Trophy winner, of course. And all this stuff went on. You know where they would take classes take tests and they would have you know help these students out because they really needed. it but but that was back in the day though Tibble. also when the kids were going to school woody hayes made sure that you're coming here to get a degree from one of the greatest institutions in the united states and woody was conservative and he was also very very you know pro-life he was also you know very uh, christian and None of this stuff went on the way it has recently with going after these coaches. Woody and really Habba is probably one of the last Jim Trestle type coaches. I mean, most of these guys, they come in, to get $50 million, they get net jets, flights all over the place. And they don't care about doing any fundraising for nonprofits. But they literally are coming after him. But they really are, you know, if you look on the, the Chuck Flyover State Report, which we'll post, you know, they're really messing with the wrong college with all the attorneys up there, you know. with Yeah, Michigan
1: doesn't take too kindly to being messed with. The players came out big and they had a huge win against uh, Penn State this week. And the players said, we did it for Coach Harbaugh. They gave him a three-game suspension pending the investigation, Chuck. Again, just like with Donald Trump, we have the, uh, you know, we have the verdict first, then the trial, okay? We've got the suspension first and then the investigation here with the big 10 and it shouldn't even be the big 10 it's the big 14 and next year it's oh. gonna be the big 18 which is you know ludicrously adding washington ohio usc and ucla i'm sorry big Ten's a midwestern uh, conference it does not need to have west coast teams on it it doesn't need to have rutgers and maryland east coast teams in it college sport has absolutely destroyed i'm sorry money has absolutely destroyed college sports I mean, it's
4: absolutely terrible, Tim. now they're now the uh, students are getting paid, you know, for their images. So some yeah, name image, image likeness, and, the nil
1: payments. You know, yeah, and, 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 and they're driving uh, around. Talk and, about yeah, talk about something that was inappropriately named. It's not they're not getting nil. These kids they're making bank off the uh, nil oh, payments, the name image likeness.
4: Absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely Woody Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler are, are spinning in their graves, and most of these kids. They come to school for maybe one year, two years, and they leave, and they're immediately going to the NFL or the NBA. See, they never come forward with
1: No, and that right there is the problem. Okay, now the student athletes, as NCAA likes to call them, are making hundreds of millions of dollars for their universities. Okay, they should be compensated. I am completely in agreement with name, image, likeness payments. Except, except just like with child actors, they need to be put into trust and the payment only comes out when you get your diploma. That's the way it should be. If you wanna call them student athletes, no more of this one and done, two and done, here's your millions, now go make tens of millions more in the pros, if you want your name, image, likeness money, you got to stay through and get a diploma at least within five years of matriculation. We'll give you an extra yep. year because they give them an extra year of eligibility if they redshirt. So five, min- five years after you get to the school or you start your college if you transfer, after your fifth year, if you have a diploma, then you get your name, image, likeness money. Otherwise, it goes to the institution.
4: I mean, a great example Eddie George, another Heisman Trophy winner. Right. He didn't get his degree when he graduated, when he left Ohio State. He worked to getting his degree when he was down with the Tennessee Titans. And he yeah. said it was one of the biggest honors for him that I came back and I took classes during the summertime. You know, this is before online stuff in the in right. the early 90s. You know, he'd come back up here, live up in Columbus, and he would take his classes as a career student. You know, I had people say, hey, I'm sitting with the Heisman Trophy with her Tennessee Titan taking a summer class with them.
1: Well, hey, and he did it to make his mother proud of him. And that's the kind of ethic we need to get back to, Chuck. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio.
0: Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Look, anyone who's ever heard Vice President Kamala Harris speak or watched one of her patented laughing fits could see that something ain't right. It's like watching a cross between a second grade teacher and a wannabe comedian, and the American public sees it. Her approval rating is just 37% in the latest poll by 538. But over on MSNBC, Jen Psaki and election denier Stacey Abrams said it has nothing to do with how Kamala is doing. Do you think she would be receiving these same critiques if she was a white
2: man? No. No, not at all. We will always question the person behind the person. But we cannot ignore that misogyny and racism remain very prevalent in our politics. And for those behaviors that don't rise to either misogyny or racism, there's also just the difference. Our expectations are
3: set for the traditional white male vice president
0: oh if only kamala were a white male then her approval rating might be up there with joe biden's right at 38 percent. thanks for giving me a minute i'm steve malzberg listen to my show monday through friday at 9 p.m eastern time right here on tnt radio internet crimes against children in new mexico are real And when it comes to protecting your children, the New Mexico AG's office and the ICAC unit are on the front lines. I'm New Mexico Attorney General Hector Balderas. There's nowhere to hide for online predators in New Mexico. We are working tirelessly using state-of-the-art technology and resources to seek out and find them wherever they are. Please talk to your children about the dangers that exist online, social media, games, and messenger apps it's always important to know who you're talking to. Help fight online predators in New Mexico by submitting a tip today. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Chuck, one of the big
1: problems in our society, one of the main sources of infiltration is with this diversity, equity, inclusion movement. And the first time I saw it written out, DEI, Instantly, you know, traditional Latin Catholic, you you know this, Dei means God. This is literally a religion. It's literally their false God, diversity, equity, inclusion. And it is growing like a cancer. People with absolutely no marketable skills could never get a job outside this narrow niche area. You know, they could never do anything from working behind an ice cream counter to working at a marketing uh, company to working as a sales executive with a software company. They have no marketable skills. And yet they're making 70, 90, $150,000 doing 000 DEI, $200,000, some of them, not just in our government. You know, talk about Talk about the government workers with even less marketable skills than most government workers. Look at the DEI office. And, and now it's growing like a cancer at our colleges and universities.
4: And, you know, Timo, well, just in Oklahoma, the public universities, you know, are under scrutiny for spending $83.4 million on DEI at Oklahoma universities. And you and I are both on the phone today with Senator George Lang, where the state yeah, Ohio,
1: Ohio State, state Senator George Lang, yeah.
4: Defunding DEI and CRT. And they're in the process of building a building down at the Ohio State campus just for CRT and DEI. It is unbelievable. And it, it, this goes back to 15 years ago when they started something called Student Life at the Ohio State University. And it was supposed to welcome the kids to come to school and, you know, get them, you know, more, you know, adapt to their living environment and, you know, challenges that they have. They have their own building now with an entire staff. You know, and the director is making over a half a million dollars a year, and they push that to get these high salaries. So in their last three years, Timbo, if they get they that, they the kiss they're in the mail into their pensions, and then they can leave Ohio State University, go run for Congress, like Joyce Beatty did from Ohio. She was, you know, one of the directors down Ohio State, double dipping, triple dipping, and this whole DEI—they're building an entire building for these people who could never have a real job in real life. It, it's work welfare. Like when my daughter worked at the probation department, she goes, "Dad, five to ten percent of us do all the work. Everyone else doesn't do anything."
1: And it but goes on gonna, down Ohio State. Yeah, they do nothing for twenty years. I, I used to say, you know, back in the day, I said, "You you get a government job, on on your first day, they take your photo for your your badge, and then they they measure your ass." and they set it in concrete so you've got a chair for 20 years, and you just sit there and you do nothing for 20 years, and then you get a kiss in the mail. And you can, if you start when you're 20, 22, lather, rinse, repeat. You retire from the first job at 40, and then you're 42. Then you go, you do something else for another 20 years. So at 60, 62 years old, you're retiring with two state pensions
0: or a state pension and
1: a federal pension.
4: And they're building the buildings on what used to be all the uh, recreation uh, areas for the students to play baseball, soccer, rugby. Well,
1: come on, what do you down. need recreation for? We've got esports you don't need to now, work out. haven't you heard? We've got esports. There's no reason to play actual sports. There's no reason for physical fitness when you can sit on a couch, covering yourself in Cheeto dust, playing Call of Duty and online soccer. Why would you want to get out, get some exercise, get some fresh air? You don't. You don't have to build up your body come on come over to the DEI office yeah sure why not here's the big problem though and this is this is what I was (laughs) getting at before the laugh at the Democrats and their community organizing at your peril Republicans still haven't figured this out it's all about motivating people and getting out the vote I guarantee you everybody in that DEI office at Ohio State that built new building now is gonna be actively registering students to vote, pushing them to get out, giving them cupcakes if they vote. You know, this is all, this whole DEI thing is a vote generating machine. And the Republicans need to pull the wheels off of it, number one, by defunding it. But number two, they gotta start fighting fire with fire. They gotta work on their get out the vote effort. They need to have buses going to campus and bringing students to a polling place.
4: These young Republicans I meet down at the universities are not the young Republicans of the Reagan or even no. just recently with the uh, with the Trump. When Trump was running in 2016, I drive around with my H-1 Hummer with the Michigan player on it. Big Trump signs and the young kids go Trump, 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 Trump. And they were really, really boisterous and active. Now it's like a bunch of soy boys and they're kind of calm and they're not doing anything. Yeah. You're know, really getting anybody out there. But these are nothing but recruitment centers just like one of those little those uh chinese centers they had at all the universities um their own little recruitment centers for uh what was that thinking uh, stuff for the chinese where they planted them all the universities to about
1: oh yeah that that initiative that um cultural initiative well it's just like with the muslims right the muslim student association is linked to the muslim brotherhood okay it's all part of care And citizens against, you know, the that that care organization, which is a domestic terror organization, Muslim Brotherhood is a terror organization, Muslim Student Association is at every college and university. And a study came out this week over 13 billion dollars, 200 colleges and universities have not reported over 13 billion dollars from foreign totalitarian donors, most of them Middle Eastern, and guess what? From an authoritarian regime, you got two and a half times as many anti-Semitic incidents on campus. And if it's from a Middle Eastern donor, three times as many, a 300% increase in anti-Semitic incidents on campus if they take this money. it's We're under attack and we've got to fight back. Where is our Charles Martel Charles the Hammer Martel, who saved Vienna. Where is Vlad Tepish, Vlad the Impaler, who prevented Suleiman II from invading Eastern Europe? Where are our warriors?
4: We don't have any, Timbo. There's nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to be a Pinochet, even though we have a soccer stadium here in Columbus, Ohio that's being unused, you know, but we do have a brand new soccer stadium but you know it's it's really terrible what they're doing to recruit all these kids all over the place and to have them do this and nothing's being done you know I've seen I've seen the Ohio State change over the past 30 years and all these universities they just keep building more buildings and more buildings more buildings and they're bringing more people in to do this so Tim, what we're yeah. going to go off to next
1: uh let's let's talk about let's talk about we're on corrupt governments let's talk about Illinois
4: So it's my mother-in-law who brought this up. She sends me this article, and go figure. I lived in Chicago for a number of years. Illinois and Chicago's reign as corruption leaders study from the uh, University of Illinois Chicago that Chicago is the most corrupt city in the United States. And Illinois, and yes, and it's been ongoing. And it's not back like in the Mayor Daley's machine. You know, when a guy really had a concern for the city and the city was really what run well you know it did, one of the things they did to prop up their pension while Trump was in office they sold the parking meter system yeah in the city of Chicago you know for 100 million dollars most stupidest thing they ever that they did that down in Ohio State too back when there was a whole bunch of debenture money that disappeared almost to the tune of a billion dollars they sold the parking lot system they were going to sell the golf course where uh, Jack Nichols played, they were going to sell off the airport. Chicago is just so corrupt, too. They're selling stuff off, left and right, to prop up their system. So it's like the most corrupt city in the United States. And then for as far as states, you have New York's number one is being corrupt, California number two, Illinois number three. But as we talked earlier on with State Senator George Lang, Ohio's ranked seventh as far as being a corrupt state
1: well which is bad because it's one behind texas which is number six and look at the size of texas both in population and geography compared to ohio and ohio's more corrupt than new jersey when i saw that new jersey's number eight louisiana's number nine it's like are you kidding me ohio's more corrupt than louisiana and missouri but as you know, Ohio State Senator George Lang said there was one sixty million corruption case that co- that dragged in a lot of people, some Cincinnati uh, city councilors, and a lot of people at the state level. So that one case really kind of pushed Ohio up in the rankings.
4: It really did, Tim. It was a sad moment for us. So Tim, where do you go we go when you hit uh, West Virginia and Indiana?
1: Yeah, we've got some we've got some wide open races in Indiana and West Virginia for governor. So how are they shaping up?
4: So, Tim, you know, what's happening in both those states because of, you know, the governor's race in Indiana, uh, they really still have not chosen who the person is going to be. Even though Trump has been endorsing, I forget, I do not have it in my notes, who's running for the. uh,
1: Senator Braun, U.S. Senator Senator Braun. Braun. He's
4: been around forever he's actually been around forever he's a decent guy and it looks like Trump has made him the chosen one but still still haven't heard back from the state of Indiana who's going to end up being the chosen person but they're they're flooding it with multiple candidates and they're doing the same thing in West Virginia
1: yeah see that's the GOP strategy they did it in Texas 22. they tried to keep Sheriff uh, Troy Nells out of Congress they did not succeed but that's the GOP's modus operandi They'll flood the zone with 12, 13, 15 candidates, hoping that they can slide one of their guys in with 8% of the vote, 12% of the vote, 13% of the vote. And unfortunately, people fall victim to this. And then they they only vote for the name they recognize. And people wonder why we have such a problem with incumbents getting elected. A lot of times, GOP doesn't even run anybody against the Democrat. And oh. a lot of slimy Republicans get reelected simply because everybody knows their name.
4: You know, in all these states, including like Ohio with uh, Columbus, just the recent election, there wasn't one Republican on the ballot in Franklin County. Not yeah,
1: one. it's disgraceful. And the thing is, again, where is Rana's money? She has raised so much money with WinRed that isn't going to the candidates. If you give your candidate a hundred bucks, candidate will be lucky to see 20 bucks, 30 bucks out of that hundred. Okay. The GOP is keeping that for what? Ronna's manicures, her plastic surgery, her private jets. She didn't spend money in West Virginia and lost the legislature. Although the Senate looks like maybe they are going to get control of the Senate uh, because there was a little problem down there, a little, little hiccup on the Democrat side, but she's not spending money at the state level. The money she is spending she's spending on gope squishes you know establishment types that are are looking for ways to lose they're surrender monkeys they're much happier being in the minority where they can raise money off of their phony outrage and calls for hearings when and not be responsible for doing anything cuz they're in the minority republicans prefer to be in the minority that's why we we have to fundamentally transform the republican party people call them rhinos they're not rhinos The Republican party is not now and never has been a conservative party, but we need to turn it into an America first party.
4: You know, Vivek said it uh, pretty bluntly, we're a party of losers.
1: Yeah. But I think, and this is something I've waited all my life. I've been talking since literally I was in high school in the seventies. I was talking about this. The Republicans need to reconnect with black America. Blacks voted uniformly for Republicans because it was the Republicans that freedom from slavery. Black America was a solid Republican vote up until FDR. And FDR made them all sorts of financial promises. And, and they, hey, sounds good to me. And they voted Democrat for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. But it's starting to change now. Ever since the mugshot came out, Donald Trump is now leading among black men, 53 to 47 head-to-head against joe biden i think black women are still sticking with the democrat party because so many of them are employed by government so many of them are employed in these dei organizations right they're still on the mental plantation with the democrat party but i think a lot of rank and file people especially small businesses right beauty shops barber shops grocers uh shoe repair all the black Uh, business is mostly small business, okay? Very few Herman Keynes that are CEOs of of publicly traded companies. But entrepreneurship is a real drive in black America because they understand that they need to control their own destiny. And they're all for Donald Trump. All the small businesses in black America are for Donald Trump. I don't see blacks in the ghetto in Atlanta coming out for Joe Biden the way they did for Donald Trump after he left his arraignment.
4: You don't, Tim. You don't see it at all. I mean, all over the place, you're absolutely correct. All the black small businesses, especially, you know, when you're sitting in a cigar shop and you're hanging out with them and you're talking to them, you know, and even on the military side, you know, uh, all the black Americans that are out there, you know, they don't want any of this. You know, it's decimating the military and they have a big love of country, you know, uh, and it's terrible what they're doing, you know, just within the ranks. You know and they're trying to turn all these black americans say you know you need to vote democrat you know and it's not these people are all out. everyone that i know a lot of the military guys who are black a lot of military guys get out they all want to be entrepreneurs they all want to make right. money they don't yep. want to go on to the next government job they already had their government job yeah. you know they they served our country
1: in you hispanic know, just... america is the same way we see it when we're down in miami how many uber drivers did we have Oh. That were legal immigrants to this country, and Uber was their third job. They're hustling. They're out there hustling. And and what did they say about people that were born here? How lazy they are! Oh, entitled.
4: Absolutely entitled. They just don't get it. You know, Alcir, my intern, lived in uh, Angola. He used to have to go up and down uh, five flights of stairs and walk, you know, to the center of the city to get fresh water for his mother, He had to do yeah. that twice a day. Yep. You know, they just don't understand it. You know, Venezuela, every one of the drivers just this past, you know, weekend when I was down in Miami. They're all saying it's coming here. This is absolutely terrible. All these they're all entitled. They don't know what it's like. They really don't. And they should be honored to be here in this country, but they have this this mentality. And as David said, there's there's not a race issue in this country. We just have problems with a certain race, is what he says. Yeah, you David uh, Webb, uh, Mr. White privilege yourself. himself. Yes, yeah, Mr. White
1: President it's, himself. As political consultants with Right of Center USA, you can go to rightofcenterusa.com and rightofcentercigars.com if you want to have cigars at a political fundraiser or event, public event. It's incredibly frustrating because we see so much, so many tools lying there unused. The Republican Party has so many tools at its, disposable, at, at its oh, disposal, gosh. so many people at its disposal that they're not using. They're running this thing like an old boys club for their private profit and power and jetting here and jetting there and eating their canapes and drinking their wine, and they're not getting it done on the ground. We need to have somebody. And I'm thinking after his performance last week at the Republican debacle, Vivek is the only Republican worth a damn. Tim Scott dropped out today, which was happy to see. But what about Vivek? for GOP chairman. I like that idea. I like you, Chuck. Thank you for another great flyover state report. Thank That's it for the reckoning tonight on TNT Radio. Stay tuned for the Havorie Moritz show. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.